crooked smile. Stuart Bainbridge had that same lopsided smile and pretty eyes. Six feet tall, muscular, he was deeply suntanned, with brown hair sun-bleached almost blonde. Probably not yet thirty, Charlie thought, shaking hands with him. The third member of the party, Dr. Rasmussen, was a tall woman, sturdily built, not overweight but strong-looking, with an air of authority that made Charlie think of librarians. Constance was reminded of her high school gym teacher, who had always covered her nose with zinc oxide when she led her class out to the field, pretending unawareness of the girl's amusement. Dr. Rasmussen's hair was nearly black, short and straight, and neatly framed her face like a helmet, with prominent black eyebrows, dark blue eyes, with an unwavering frank assessment of both Constance and Charlie, little makeup. She was upper management, Charlie decided. She would take charge if given half a chance. He was closing the front door when another car pulled into the driveway, and a third woman emerged and headed toward the door. Too high heels, too much leg, too much cleavage, Charlie thought, watching her. I'm Pamela Bainbridge, she said, drawing near. I'm with them. She jerked her thumb toward Trisha Corning and Stuart. Trisha took a step back, and two spots of color flared on her cheeks. For heaven's sake, you followed us? You bet I did, Pamela snapped. No secret deals while my back is turned. Stuart Bainbridge's hands clenched for a moment, then relaxed. She's married to my father, he said, and she has no business being here. I have his power of attorney. I'm acting on his behalf. Pamela Bainbridge raked him with contemptuous gaze, then said to Charlie, I have as much right as anyone else. He's trying to cut me out and I won't be cut out. She was what Charlie thought of as conventionally pretty. Thirty, thirty-five, features in the right place, makeup skillfully applied, bottle blonde, good figure draped in a sundress cut too low, with a tiny jacket over her shoulders, and instantly forgettable. Another blue-eyed blonde too young to be the wife of a man old enough to be Stuart's father. Well, it's turning into a regular convention, he said. Come on out to the back porch, where it's marginally cooler than the house. A few minutes later, seated with beer for Charlie, Stuart, and Pamela, iced tea for the others, Charlie said, What brings you all out here? Trisha leaned forward, put her glass on the table. What I'd like to do is give you an outline of our problem with few details until you decide if you'll help us. She waited for his nod, then continued. About six months ago, my brother Howard was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. He was given six months to live. While in New York at that time, he went to his lawyers and had a will written. Last month, he died of a self-administered overdose of a prescription drug. His lawyer contacted us about the will, which was to be read in Howard's house with his siblings and Dr. Rasmussen present. That took place three weeks ago. She paused, picked up her glass, sipped tea, then said, each sibling can remove one object from the house and afterward will not be admitted inside again. After six weeks or after we each choose our one item, whichever comes first, the property will be donated to Stillwater College. Dr. Rasmussen is the president of the college, the reason she was at the reading of the will. Charlie did not look at his watch, but he moved his arm in such a way that a glance at it would not be too obvious. 
There were cases that he absolutely had no interest in hearing about, much less agreeing to work on. Lost dogs, divorces, missing spouses, in-store pilfering, and family squabbles over wills and money, he added to himself. Definitely family squabbles over wills. The problem, Tricia was saying in a voice that had become much tighter, is that when Howard was in New York seeing specialists and writing his will, he also went to his broker and ordered all his holdings to be liquidated and converted to cash to be transferred to his bank. After that was done, he went to his bank and withdrew $5 million in cashier's checks, each one for $100,000, and no one knows where that money is. Charlie expelled a soft whistle. How many siblings are you talking about? I have three brothers. And each one of you can take one thing from the house. I suspect there's a bit of...